Hello and welcome to Taylor's Tales Podcast. This is Chris's Corner. I'm your host, Chris Taylor, and welcome back to a brand new episode. This week, let's talk about the struggle. It's winter. It's cold. We are now in December of 2023. We are 11 months. Well, this is the 12th month of the year, but we have had 11 months of the year go by. And for you, you may have seen recently on many social media platforms that the message of well done you have wasted 11 of the 12 months a year round of applause And we're not here to talk about that today. This is be a, be a little bit, you know, less jovial than normal. Let's talk about the struggle. Let's talk about your journey, whether that be in fitness, whether that be in life, whether that be in any goal that you're going to be going forward. Let's talk about the struggle. The struggle is something that we all have to go through in life. The struggle to achieve what we want, the struggle to obtain the things that we look for in life. And I'm here to tell you that the struggle is done alone. Heed my words, struggler. But take heed, struggler. Struggle, endure, contend. For that alone is the sword of one who defies death. The struggle is always done alone. There's this lovely, happy-go-lucky message out there from the world. It's it's lovely reassurance this idea as kids that were giving the idea that we're, we're going to be walking hand in hand into the fields of wonderfulness oh nature i feel alive oh yeah ah yeah oh, i'm so in love ah yeah the truth is when you are going after something you want in life when you are going forward the sad truth of the matter is, no matter how many close friends, family, whoever you have in your life, the truth is they won't always be there. And they're not going to be there when you are trying to achieve something that they're, number one, may not understand, maybe not want to understand, maybe not even care about. And you may care about it tenfold, may care about it so much it means everything to you. But the truth is no one's going to care about that very thing more than you. And when you're staring across a field of people or, or, or a crowd, every single one of them has a dream. While many can pursue their dreams in solitude, other dreams are like great storms blowing hundreds, even thousands of dreams apart in their wake. Dreams breathe life into men and can cage them in suffering. It's just whether or not they go after it. Every single person has a dream, a beautiful dream that sparks the night sky. Wouldn't it be wonderful if the idea of the stars not just being balls of fire, you know, <laughs> burning the sky at millions of d degrees centigrade, it would be lovely if they were the met metaphors for every person's or every being across the universe's dream, and that there's infinite dreams, and therefore when they finally go out, it is like a star imploding. Nothing could destroy the star other than gravity and the actual cosmos itself. Looking over them all from up here, I almost think I can see their hopes and dreams flickering in each little light.
like a bonfire of dreams. So it's very interesting to think of it like that, that you are the only one who can give up on it. And this is what I mean when I say it's a lonely road to the top because nobody's going to be going on that journey with you. I see a lot of YouTube videos where you'll be seeing people train with one another, when you've got training partners, when you've got, um, you know, Arnie talked about how Columbo and plenty, plenty of, not Christopher Columbo, sorry. Frank was a child. Columbo um, worked with him and they were training partners and they loved it and they would push each other hard, harder every time. I never truly understood that because no one, I would never want to train with another person personally because I feel like I'm being held back almost to some extent. I know that sounds really bad, but for me, you know, if I train, I'm training to, to get after it, to go forward, to push myself to the very exertion rate that very few people seem to want to go nowadays. You want to go fucking hard. You want to go hard as fuck. Stay fucking hard. You want to look back at that session and go, damn right, I did that. And it's the same with anything in life, with the podcast that I'm doing. One of the reasons why I went, stayed with the solo podcast, however many hundreds of episodes ago this was, um, it was because I was tired of having to rely on other people. And relying on others, it's not a weakness. It's fine if people love you, they will make effort to be in your life. But the truth is... When you want to do something, you cannot allow yourself to rely solely on others to be able to get it done. It is the same with whether you're at school and you're at university, for instance, or if you're at a job and you are trying to get a job or a piece of coursework done. No one's going to come and help you do that, no matter if you're in a group. Actually, especially if you're in a group at university, you'll realize that the level of effort throughout the group, the degrees of effort will vary quite significantly. And you, the person in the group, may be either the hardest worker in the group and you're doing all the work, or that everyone else is, or it's the other way around and you can be the fucking laziest person in the group and everyone else is doing all the work. You're a real stupid piece of shit. And either way, it's a lose-lose situation. If you're the hardest worker in the group, that means people are taking advantage of you. If you're the lowest worker in the group, that means you're allowing yourself to become lackadaisical and therefore lose out on the, uh, the, the learning that you could get from this task. And it's the same with when you're at work, when you're the only person putting all the work into this piece of, of work at work, Yes, sometimes you may get the recognition, but most of the time the recognition is going to go you, sort of to everyone rather than just you individually. You're a team and the team wins, not you as an individual. So it's, it's kind of a bit of a, a sucky situation to be in in this scenario, but I'm here to tell you that if you can get through that and if you can push yourself further and you know you've got an end goal at the end of it. I mean, one of my favorite things about training in life in anything is that there's always that like this never-ending grind. It's beautiful. It's it's just constant. It's constantly pushing yourself. It, to me, life is a very big video game. Like everybody's got their level in something. You know, whether it be your job, whether it be in fitness, whether it be in eating. What the fuck did you just say? You know, whether it be in, you know, anything in life. It can be any area. Everyone has a certain level. You could be the fucking best person at the world at knitting. You could be level 100 at knitting, for God's sake, and everyone else is level zero. You're just looking down on them like, oh, look at these poor peasant fools not being able to fucking knit like I can. And there is that. Or you could just be the type of person 
person who's like, I want to help everyone else learn how to knit as well. Like this is this is the mindset of every nut job like myself is like, I'm thinking about all of these things simultaneously is that there's always going to be a skill set that I lack upon, but someone else is amazing at. And it's always interesting to me that there's so many skill sets out there that you can struggle on and you can push forward with. And if you have something that's really cool, really niche that you think other people are going to love, then you're going to find that group. But sometimes, most of the time, I think, actually, and something that social media has really shone a light on in the terms of you're going to be doing it alone. Like, you you realize if you watch any of these YouTube videos in terms of somebody's day in the life, you don't see people like, you know, there's not normally a person when they first start the YouTube channel off with two people, like a cameraman and or camera woman orgy stuff and <laughs> and somebody on the other side normally it's just a single person pointing a, a vlogging camera at themselves because that's the first person to start the chain of events off you know there's not normally do duos in in the youtube community and that's why um these sort of youtube families don't tend to work out very well anyway that's a completely different subject altogether the struggle as well can feel very much a dark place to be in. I think actually you can find a lot of joy in that, especially when it's like this was winter, it's cold, it's dark, it's wet. It's like, I'm as cold as a witch's tip. Not Where's the sun? Why has it gone at four o'clock? Why am I fucking, ah? Like you can get into that mindset of starting to feel like, oh, I wish I was somewhere else. I, I wish I could, I could be somewhere else. I could be de dealing with a better life. Trust me, I've been through this sort of process. I, I, I can promise you this, and that great quote that I play always from Passenger, where the bartender's telling um, Christopher, whatever his face is called, um, that say you wish you were somewhere else. I bet you'd feel the same way even if you were there. You're not where you want to be. You feel like you're supposed to be somewhere else. <laughs> you said it. Well, say you could snap your fingers and be wherever you wanted to be. I bet you'd still feel this way, not in the right place. The point is you can't get so hung up on where you'd rather be that you forget how to make the most of where you are. What are you telling me? Take a break from worrying about what you can't control. Live a little. Live a little. And then this is the truth. This is exactly it. I remember being a point in my life where I just wanted to run away. I wanted to get away from life in general. I did. I, I, I flew to Mexico, spent a month there, spent another month in, in the US, and then uh, spent more time traveling the whole of Europe um, afterwards. And I can tell you this now, like it was great traveling all that area, but the mindset that I had at the same time was the same. I was just running away from the problems in life that like you can't run away from your problems you have to address them head on and i know it sucks like there's this lovely idea that there's a, the grass is greener on the other side it is not the grass is greener where you make it the grass is greener here and now and it is a constant battle mentally physically uh, emotionally they this is the one thing that i struggle with as well empathy Empathy for me, I used to be really empathetic when I was younger, but that kind of got destroyed um, by society, really. Getting out of this sick society. Society. <laughs> society, man. Society. 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 You know, society. Uh, more than anything else, I say society. 
I remember coming out of secondary school and university and just feeling very little for other people, um, mainly because I didn't have, uh, I hadn't experienced enough of life and I hadn't experienced enough of meeting more people and realizing like the majority of the people in the world are trying to do the right thing. They're trying to be good people. Everyone's trying to like build a better world in, in, in their own worlds, in their own way. And you have to realize that to understand that not everyone's trying to, you know, be, there's no bad guy coming after you. You don't have an enemy in life. This is the one thing as well is like the, the older you get in life, the more you realize like nobody's actually trying to put you down. Nobody's out there like Mr. Evil, Mr. Burns in the background, just like, look, he's got the puppet, <laughs> the puppet of your life. Excellent. 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 <laughs> Excellent and nobody's ruling against you and I think this is something that's really interesting it's like yeah people can be dicks like somebody could cut you off at, at, in the uh, for instance today when I was driving to the gym some numpty literally I let one person in and then the, there was a BMW behind me who just went Voom! oh yeah I'm gonna cut, try and cut in as well and I was just sat there like and then the funniest thing happened and she fucking stalled and she sat there and fucking had the whole people behind her honking the horn and it was the funniest moment where I was just like, Karma, Karma's a bitch. She turns out, she opens that door and she goes, fuck you. <laughs> it was the funniest. I was just sat there laughing to myself, playing Christmas music, just grinning ear to ear. And this, this is another thing in life. You can't try and right the world's wrongs as well. Something that I have gotten a lot better at as I've got older is like people doing bad or good things, like whatever the the outcome is, is like you can't really show any emotion to it. Like it has to be a kind of, you know, you have to try and find the positive in it. Like I know that sounds sucky. Oh no, we suck again. It's the same with weightlifting and, and running. Like you know for a fact that doing something active is going to make you happier. It's going to help you afterwards. You're going to have the opposite of when you go out drinking at night, for instance. When you go out drinking, you have the horrible next day of a hangover. I haven't had one of those. It is now 2023. I haven't had a hangover probably since 2018, 2008, so five years, something crazy like that. And like not having alcohol in my life, like in terms of getting drunk and stuff like that, just it just frees me up. The amount of time I have to be able to focus on other things, to be able to travel the world without having to worry about drinking and not having to worry about um, people being people in terms of nights out and not having to and, and realizing as well from a person who doesn't drink alcohol, watching other people like get absolutely plastered is hilarious because you're just like, wow, it's just not the lifestyle I want to be a part of in any way, shape or form. This is the coolest thing about being in your late 20s as well. You get, get to a point where you have struggled enough, where you understand what you do and you don't like. And I think that's what your 30s is. It's just like smooth sailing of like, right, I know I like this. I like this. I don't like this because I've tried this and I'm going to keep doing this. <laughs> so yeah, you don't need to worry about all the experiments you've done since the age of 20 to 30 because you've done it. And the same from the age of like, you know, 10 to, to 20 is like the foundation of your life, trying to build and build and build until you get some sort of idea of how to live life. Like you have, you know, your child running through the world and everything's an unknown. But as you get older, you start to, as you struggle through it, as you go down the dark path, as you go through this 
tunnel that is life, you start to understand more and more of the path you're going on. Like, there's rocks you need to walk around, there's, like, things you need to see, and there's people you need to avoid, and there's, you know, events that you want to attend and events you don't want to attend. And not every weekend's going to be a massive weekend where you're going to go out and get plastered and have a great time. Some of them are going to be quiet, some of them you're going to save money on, and you look at your spreadsheet at the end of the year and be like, oh, nice! This is another thing. The struggle doesn't necessarily have to be a physical one. One thing I love about this year is I was able to save 10% of my wage overall. Like just 10% of my wage for the overall year put away in ice, cash ices, in savings accounts, in home ices, just all in that, boom, 10% done, like that. And it's just like, you look at it, you're like in month 12, you're like, oh, I did all that, nice. And it's just by putting in a system being a little bit disciplined, saying, right, I'm going to take this immediately out of my account. As soon as I get paid, it's into the savings account. Done. Sorted. No matter how much it is, it's specifically 10%. Specifically 10% this year of my overall wage will go into these accounts. That's not even taking into account that I'm also doing a 6% with an 8% contribution for my pension. Boom. Done. Away. Already, and therefore, overall, I'm putting in 16% overall, just saved for future me. Boom, love it. That's not even taken into account that I've been to Japan and Australia this year, and got a new car, and been able to run marathons, and been able to like eat whatever I want, do all these. That is the idea of struggle in your own life. Like, if you can find financial struggle as well, and like get to the point where you're earning enough money where you can do that. It's kind of just like, you're going to be so happy because you're not even going to worry about money anymore. You're just going to be sat there like, look at me, all fancy pants over here. I'm like, am I devious? Yes, I think I am. <laughs> just just learning, learning to be a human being and understanding that by listening to all those, you know, finance books that I did, you know, all those years, years ago, like, a, you know, between the age of 23, I want to say, up until now. It's really helped. It's really helped just by doing the small steps, doing the small things. You know, this has been the first year where I've properly taken finances seriously and not spent the savings that I saved. So, for instance, like back in 2020 and 21, I saved up something along the lines of £12,000 over the space of like, I want to say a year and a half and just blew it all in 2020 because of the traveling it's 2021 because of the traveling and you may say chris that's a terrible idea why did you do that you could have used that for few blood blah, blah 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 you could have paid off your student loan my student loan gets is is eventually going to get paid off anyway i you know that that that's that's fine because i it's automatic comp contribution every month it's not like in the us where i owe banks thank Christ, thank, thank God, thank, thank, I'm sorry, America, I'm sorry, America, America's the game, I know, but sadly, I will not be part of your financial system. You filthy American dog! Um, <laughs> I, I am very glad that even though we have 7% interest rates, I know, absolute bonkers, Again, another struggle, another struggle that you have to get through. First world problems, I know, but nonetheless, problems anyway. Uh, the problems that you deal with on a day-to-day -day basis 
I think those are more important than you realize, like to you as a person. Like that, let's say, for instance, every single day you're having a really crappy commute to work, or you're lucky like me and you work from home, you're not enjoying your morning routine before you start work, whatever the case is, but let's let's just put a nice template. Either way, boom. Why don't you start by being better at that first? Because if you look at it, you're doing that, you know, what is it? 52 weeks in a year, so 52 52 times that, 104, so 104 from 365 days a year, so yeah, 261, so, I mean, minus 25 from that, you're looking at around 200 and... Two plus two is four, minus one, that's three, quick maths. 204... Yeah, 220, yeah, 224 days of the year. Psych! That's the wrong number! <laughs> well, you're working and you're, you have to deal with that commute or morning routine every single day. That's a lot of time. That's, the, that's a lot of the year, man. Like, you think about that for a second. If you can get those 224 days a year sorted, um... I think that's really going to be a positive thing because you'll be able to have that compounding of positive, 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 positive. And even if you have one of those negative days, it's like, look back at all the positive days. Uh, I think that's why I love a good routine. Routines for me make me happy. They make me a very happy person because I have the ability to control it. Because the rest of life, like whatever happens outside of that, out in the world, at least I have my routine. At least I have that uh, again, it's it's the importance of having the things that you can control and what you can't control, very much going into that stoicism mindset, you know, I think that when it gets cold, dark, wet, like it is now, the days are shorter, it can feel very much like you have less time to be able to get the things you want to get done, done, and when it comes up to Christmas, you've got less money because you're going to be spending it on family and friends because you want to buy presents and all of these things, or maybe getting married, or all of any of it. It all comes together. Or maybe you have kids as well, and you're going to buy them amazing presents. You're going to make their Christmas as well. Struggle. It's all a struggle. It's all tough. Don't think that when I'm talking about fitness or whatever I'm talking about, like, or weights or eating, like, what you're struggling through is exactly the same thing. It is a tough constant grind that you have to keep going through and I promise you this you'll be happy at the end of it and actually you'll get bored because as soon as it gets to the end that's it that, you know you've got to enjoy the journey this is why I was talking about those those days every single day of the morning routine has to be rectified so that you enjoy it so that when you get sit down at your desk you're like I'm ready to start my day. Tell you what, a really good example of this for me the other day was like I had an 8 o'clock meeting in the morning. Worst thing I could have possibly had. It ruined my morning. I felt like garbage. Like my morning routine went back by like an hour or whatever it was. I am going to remind you in advance that I am very sorry and I apologize for the inconvenience of me not giving up. And I just felt terrible. It was really just like a te terrible start to the day and I realized myself like because I'd sort of built my day so much in stone from starting at nine o'clock and having the routine beforehand it just felt like oh <laughs> how and this is just like you know this is Chris getting eight or nine hours sleep you know for me eight, eight hours a day of sleep is a must 
because of all the active stuff I do. Uh, I do not credit to all the parents out there who don't get that credit to all of you because sleep is so important. Sleep is the cornerstone of health. It is just so fundamental. It is just such a, I mean, why we sleep was such a revelation from Matthew Walker uh, when he was on the Joe Rogan podcast all those years ago, back in 2017, just made me realize, because I was following Jocko's routine at the, at the time, so I was getting up at like four o'clock in the morning while I was at university, getting all those hours in, doing work, and it at the time I could do it, but it was just like I realized like I could have been so much healthier. There's so many things as well. If you combine sleep with good food, good activity, and just all, all around mental health as well with like meditation and reading and all of these things, you just feel so much better. You're just like, you're not walking around feeling like sludge. And I trust me, I know what that feeling's like. It is just an awful feeling of just feeling uncomfortable in your own body. Uh, I think I, I can speak for a lot of people in terms of nowadays with a lot of the population being overweight and all of these things. If you can just get that, you know, that first thing out of the door, get it sorted, then you can you know, move forward from there because it's always going to be hanging over you like the Grim Reaper a little bit, like death's always coming, but so is being overweight as well, you know, it's it's always there, it's always hanging on you and one of these things that I, I say to myself as well, I want to look good naked in the mirror, like that's it, just like look good, it's a confidence booster, if you can't look at yourself naked in the mirror and go, god damn it, I did it, come over here and kiss me on my hot mouth. I'm feeling romantical. There is something wrong. You need to, and I'm not talking about like body dysmorphia. If you're ripped and like, you know, you're looking at yourself in the mirror, that, that's a problem. Please go speak to somebody about that. <laughs> but if you are overweight and you aren't happy with what you see, please start the, that struggle. There's another struggle to tackle there. It is not something you should put off really because you deserve it. You deserve it. You, the listener, the viewer, deserve to feel good about yourself. Trust me, you do. You do. And it's tough. It's not easy. Nothing really is. Like, for instance, one of the things that I've said to myself next year, I need to go on more dates. So what do I have to do next year to be able to do that? I've got to really start cracking down on horror. I know, like, going on these dating apps, all of these things, I fucking hate it. I really do. I, I despise it so much. And I'm also a fucking coward as well. Come on over here. Come on, coward. Coward. I know that I want to punch you in the nose. I'll beat your goddamn ass, you son of a bitch. You're an intellectual dumbass. And I'm coming. You coward. You think you're a tough guy. I hate you, coward. <laughs> We're going to defeat this anti-human scum. We're going to wreck their world. Because I won't go up to women in the gyms. I, I refuse to do it because I don't want to have the repercussions of being something along those lines. You know, creep, whatever you want to call it. But I, w I won't do it because I don't want to ruin my atmosphere as well. And it is the one place where I would probably find the women that I would want to be around as well. Nonetheless, struggle. Chris, first world problem. I know, fucking someone on the other side is like, dickhead. <laughs> That's not struggle. <laughs> Sue me, dickhead. <laughs> but it is. It is for me. I know. I've got to that point in my life where that's a fucking struggle. Like, ooh, fucking... You have to go... <laughs> you have to deal with that. Oh, God. It's so... It's so... so. But this is something I was... Me and my dad, we were sat uh, at the cinema last weekend. And we were going through and we were just talking about life. And he was like, 
god you're a dick like you if this is your struggle he's saying it by the way me and my dad are like he's my he's my dad but he's also my best friend like if we talk very candidly very openly we muck it about all the time we're the most sarcastic bastards you'll ever meet if you're ever in a conversation with us i feel bad for you my dad once said to one of my close friends he said and jordan if you're listening to this i'm so sorry bud but he said he said to jordan well it's it's time for you to go then and jordan took him took him seriously and it was oh Oh, it was it was so funny. I was just like I just remember just like he he was being sarcastic, but like at the same time he's being serious. And it's it's the funniest thing when your dad looks like Will Ferrell and he says sarcastic stuff like that because it's like it just throws you off so much. Oh God! But yes, back back to the original opinion is like he was saying to me, "These are first world problems, Chris. Like you know you you realize like you've got to a point in life where you've got a lot of things sorted out." And so I'm telling you all this from a very uh, vantage point of that's overlooked all the problems that I've already had to. Like, I've got a lot of my life sorted out. Like, my, you know, my housing, my food, my all of the basics are all sorted. Like, all of the fundamentals of life are, are good. The only thing I need to worry about is, like, the, the little cherries on top sort of thing. And this is, this is this struggle. I've had to do so much work to get... I'm 28 now. It's taken me since, like, 16 to get to this point. You know, that's 12 years of just constantly having to do work, constantly having to do things I don't want to do to be able to get to this point, constantly having to grind, constantly, for instance, to go running in this freezing cold, minus two degrees, when even when it's freezing outside, getting out, putting on all the layers on, being soaked by the end of it, and being, you know, just... In, in the gym, putting on the joggers into the car, warming up the car, like going into the freezing cold and getting there, getting into the freezing change rooms, getting changed in the freezing cold and get, then getting into the gym, warming up and then not getting a pump because it's so cold and you're like, ugh. Stay fucking hard! Again, first world problems, but nonetheless, struggle. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm just using the word struggle every now and then, uh, which just keeps ticking off the Kingdom Hearts struggle tournament. Play the clip. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I I think as well, you you can relate to this, you the listener, the viewer, because there's always going to be uh, this element of if you can get through those environmental issues, so like, for instance, the freezing cold of Britain, uh, it sucks, like that morning commute in the morning, I remember it very well. Um the fact that I work remotely now, dear Lord, thank you. Don't take it away from me now. You don't take it. Don't take it away from me now. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember having to, from the age of nineteen to the age of around twenty-six. I want to say. 25, 26, yeah, every morning, just like, whether it's at university or at work, getting up, having to walk in the freezing cold during, you know, November, December, January, February, March, just cold, um, and I walked to the train station, got on the train, got to work, got on the bus to get to work, vice versa, I, I did that repetitively. And what I remember from the age of 19 to 21, I did an hour and a half commute each way, and it would take, I would walk down to the train station, I would then get on the train, I would then go to a second train, get that train to Bracknell, then get the bus from Bracknell to my work, and all of the while obviously contending with the freezing cold. So don't let environments ever deter you. One of my things that really, 
I dislike on social media where they're telling runners, for instance, oh, you know, you should, when you're first starting out, you should run in the in the sun so it's fun. I'm like, fuck off. Get fucked. Seriously. We're in Britain, for instance. If you're a runner, and this person was British, by the way, who posted that, you know that for the majority of the year, it's not going to be fun weather. It's not going to be easy. It is not going to make you want to run more. But if you can get over that right at the beginning, like I did, and you don't care about the weather outside, and you go and do it anyway, it will be easier each time you do it. So don't, for the love of Christ, listen to people who say, I only go running when it's nice outside. Go fuck yourself. This is not the okay to do it, okay? Stay fucking hard! And I hope my neighbours hear that, because that goes for them too. <laughs> you know, the environment doesn't determine what you do in life. You determine what you do in life. And here's to emphasise it that little bit more. If you go to the gym and you don't like seeing people in your gym, or you don't like certain people in your gym, you do it anyway. You go do it. I remember I didn't like people in my secondary school. I still went to secondary school every day. <laughs> this thing, people's opinions, and this is one of, uh, in this podcast on a really cool note, really fun note. Quoting Elon Musk, not not quoting him, but there's a really cool clip of him online at the moment that I think you'll you can you'll either dislike him or whatever you think of the man, like whether you dislike him or you don't, or we don't like X, blah blah blah. Doesn't matter. The point he was making is there's going to be negative opinions of you everywhere in life, and that's good. That's called free speech. You must ha allow other people to have negative opinions of you. There are going to be negative things out there in the world that happen to you. You cannot just evaporate them. This isn't the heaven, whatever religion you are, or paradise, or whatever it is. This is Earth. Human beings. The ability to be democratic is this idea of allowing people you don't like to have opinions you don't agree with to have a conversation. That is the point of life. That is it. You must allow others to do so. You know why the Nazis weren't liked? Because they only allowed one opinion. <laughs> and that was it. And the same with the communists. This is why they are not liked. And now I don't mean to get political, but that's the idea. Is there are going to be things that suck. Get used to it. Struggle. This has been a Taylor's Tales podcast. This has been Chris's Corner. I've been your host, Chris Taylor. And as always, I hope to see you this time next week. Bye now. In my mind, a true friend never relies on another's dream. The man who would be my friend must have his own reason for living, beyond me. And he should put his heart and soul into protecting his dream. He should never hesitate to defend it, even against me. For me to call a man my friend, he must be equal to me in all respects. <laughs>